Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Recapping our Superflex PPR mock draft right now on Fantasy Football Today in 5. And what's up, everybody? Adam Azer and Jamie Eisenberg on FFT in 5. And we just did a 12-team full PPR draft with three receivers and a flex and a Superflex. So essentially, it's a two-quarterback league. A little bit of a challenge because we don't have rookies. There's no Caleb Williams, no Drake May, no Jaden Daniels. And you're not going to be drafting guys like Sam Howell. So uh, so it did sort of thin the position a little bit. Not a lot of people have three trustworthy quarterbacks on their team. Anyway, Jamie, here's my question. Given the quarterback landscape and what we saw in this draft, this was a 12-team draft in a super flex league, do you think it's better to have an early pick in the first round, a middle pick in the first round, or a late pick in the first round? I think probably in the early part of the first round, if you're inclined to still get two top 20 quarterbacks, I like to get one of the top tier guys. Um, I think I've kind of settled on not necessarily going quarterback quarterback that has not worked well for me the last couple of years doing that last year. For example, I went with, uh, I think it was Justin Herbert and Tua Tunga Bailoa with my first two picks, if I'm not mistaken. Um, maybe it was Joe Burrow and Tua, uh, but the rest of my team was terrible. Like quarterbacks were fine um, when they were healthy, but the rest of my team was not great. And so I liked the route. I went this draft in particular, taking Lamar Jackson, then still getting two in round three, but at least getting a, a running back that I think is going to be one of the best and B. John Robinson and how the draft unfolded for me that way, which you can read about on CBSports.com and certainly watch on our YouTube page for the full uh, length episode if you want the full draft board. Uh, but in any event, um, I don't necessarily love going quarterback, quarterback. And I think, you know, based on the the three teams that I'm looking at here that did that, uh, I don't necessarily love the way that their rosters came out, Dave being one of them. Okay. He took Burrow and Love. One guy took Herbert and Purdy. One guy took Fields and Stroud. But I, I do think things have changed when we're looking at a super flex draft where only three teams took two quarterbacks with their first two picks. So, um, you know, because it was, it was only three, you know, I, I took De- Deshaun Watson as my QB two in round four. I was happy about that. Jared Goff was around four pick. Trevor Lawrence was around four pick. Um, he was the first pick of round four. So, uh, Baker Mayfield was around five pick Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, Will Levis. And then if you wanted a guy like Derek Carr, Russell Wilson, they were around seven picks. And then, you know, you know, I, don't well, know I think if you, if, if you look at it, the, the teams that sort of spaced out their quarterbacks a little bit, like. Um, the team picking at number five took Kyler Murray in round two as their first quarterback, Jared Goff as their second quarterback in round four. Sandwich that with Christian McCaffrey and Kyron Williams still ended up getting Jalen Waddle 
Travis Kelsey, George Pickens, Chris Scott. Like that's to me a very solid team and how that build unfolded. Your team, I think, ended up, you know, very solid. I know I was giving you a hard time on the on the show, but that's just obviously more for shtick. Um, I think your team ended up very solid in how you built yours. You mentioned the Baker Mayfield team. Love that one. Uh Patrick Mahomes in round one, then Jameer Gibbs, Defon Diggs, Brandon Ayuk, Baker Mayfield, and then Calvin Ridley as his third receiver with George Kittle led tight end and still got Brian Robinson as as a uh, second running back, which I think is going to be a little underrated based on how it performs. So again, I like the way that that build unfolded again, by comparison to some of the teams that I think just went heavy quarterback early and you could critique mine as well, because I went heavy quarterback early still to an extent with, you know, I was the only one that had, I was, I was the only one that went two quarterbacks through round three that did not go quarterback quarterback. So, you know, still with a heavy quarterback build, if you want to look at it that way, but, um, I just didn't love the way that the teams that went quarterback quarterback necessarily unfolded with some of the holes that they have at other positions. Yeah. You took Drake London. Who's getting a new offense. You took Terry McLaurin, who's getting Cliff Kingsbury. Did you see anything in this draft that kind of reflected new offensive coordinators? And, and do you think there's, there are big winners and losers as we see a lot of hirings over the last few days we haven't really talked about? Well, I, I think we got to see the quarterbacks in some of those situations. So I'm excited for a quarterback upgrade in Atlanta, which I think will unlock the potential of Drake London. So I took him as my second receiver in the case of Terry McLaurin. I think same thing, you know, he's been one of these, uh, sort of under undervalued performers, overvalued potential drafters. I think people have drafted him a little bit too soon, but you know, he's one of those guys that I'll put in the category and, 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 and we've seen the, the changes, uh, you know, I said this about Stefan Diggs. If he goes to a team that can, you know, feature him, he'll be great. That happened. Uh, same thing with DJ Moore. It happened. And I think Terry McLaurin's kind of that next guy. So hopefully uh, the, the quarterback change and coaching change there will help him. Um, I, I made the the pick of Najee Harris. You know, again, a value was, was very good in round nine, but I do think that Arthur Smith going there will help. Uh, George Pickens going in round seven, maybe a little bit too soon, but not necessarily the round, but by the, the receivers that were going around him. Uh, so that's going to be something I think we keep an eye on. Dave talked about this with DK Metcalf. I actually talked to Metcalf at the Pro Bowl, asked him about, you know, having another offense coordinator. He said this is going to be my third coordinator change. And I think it's now five years he's been in the league. He's going to year six. Um, so he's had to adjust to this quite a bit. But we've seen it work out in, in, in several cases. Obviously, Mike Evans and, and, and Baker Mayfield and, you know, uh, Rashad White. Those guys benefited greatly with a, with a coordinator change last year in Tampa Bay. So it can go, you know, a number of different directions for how these guys perform with, with a new system. So. I wouldn't necessarily uh, view it until we see the, the whole picture, you know, once the quarterbacks are in place on those teams. That's Jamie Eisenberg. I'm Adam Azer. This has been Fantasy Football Today in 5. Talk to you later. The chilling new original docuseries on Paramount+. Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. She's a can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and fifteen thousand dollars a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.